now on a totally different note, uplifting things. That's an interesting way to start a podcast. Yep. Oh, God, this fizzed all over my pants. (laughs) My beer, not... uh... I'm going to apologize for any noise of me shuffling things around. I'm reaching for a towel that I conveniently had nearby. God, this doesn't happen. I promise this doesn't happen before. (laughs) I I I even said it too. We opened the first two while Mm. we were having dinner that they were a bit leaky, these beers. Yes, keep in mind if we open the third ones then that that could happen. Yeah. I, like, I'm surprised. Like, we took them off the shelf, put them in the fridge. They didn't get shaken up. It's not like I, like, you know, move the box around vigorously or, like, they sat on my lap in the car for all 40 seconds. Yeah. And they've still been in the fridge for, like, a little bit now. You can be okay. You want to, like, take a second and, like, adjust yourself? I'm fine. It's just they're wet. My, my pants are wet, I mean. All right. And, again, as we've discussed on previous shows, nobody can see you. If you want to record pantsless, I ain't going to stop you. Oh, well, here we go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the pantsless episode. <clears throat> you have no way to verify this. That's it. As far as you know, we are pantsless and have been for many weeks. So, I... Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You haven't been pantsless all these episodes? You have? No? What? Uh, I'm going to tell the towel because I'm going to open mine now and risk it. Alright, so we're going to find out. We're gonna. I'm going to provide some color commentary. Drew is opening the beer, doing a, a three-tap method. Oh, it's fizzing. It's fizzing, but he's bottling it down like a champ. It's still fizzing. It's still fizzing. Okay, we got like a... Um, clearly, we got punked. Someone out there wants to... God, I'm dying. I can't breathe. <laughs> Someone out there wants to see us, you know, <laughs> spill beer on ourselves. Or suffocate ourselves on beer head. Yeah. Despite all that, really good choice of beer wax, man. They're yeah, tasty. it's Sleeman's New Rail Side Session Ale, so if you oh, live... Oh, Session. I thought it said Seasonal Ale all this time. Nah, Session. But I guess oh. it's about the same thing. So I was going to be like, in warning, it's a Seasonal Ale. You might be able to find it again, so go get it's it now. cool. You see the no, commercial. It's the session Ale. Sleeman always has the badass commercial. They position themselves like, ooh, we're... We're, we're, we're cool and we're, you know, we're criminals and stuff like that. And so the session, the rail side ale is like on the trains to bring the, the beer parts to wherever mm-hmm. some of the hops or something fell off the train and like planted themselves on the side of the rails. And now they have As beer. plants tend to do. As plants tend to do. And now they're beer. I gotta say, beer commercials is one of those things I find very impressive. I know you studied a bit more marketing than me, but I did study some yeah. advertising in my program. Right. And it's one of those things they always bring up is like, how often do you really notice in beer ads they never drink the beer? They're not they're allowed, not allowed, allowed to. Beer. That's right. They have to sell you the beer without you, really like all you see is them pouring the beer, maybe showing off the ingredients, the production of it. But they can't just show you he drank beer. He's having a good time. The beer is there during these cool events. Yes. Um, the, the beer may even lead to cool events or may, may you know, supplant or support these cool events yeah. happening. But they can never blatantly say, like, here's a guy drinking beer. And here. Like, they have to really rely on the correlation. And I'm willing to bet at least one of our listeners. Excuse me. <laughs> Did you phone sneeze? Yeah. Uh, but I'm willing to bet at least one of our listeners heard that now and goes... Wait, what? And we'll now look at the next beer commercial and go, shit, they're right. Hmm. Because even someone, like, I learned it in school, and someone brought it up recently enough to me, and it's, I had forgotten about it. That's it. It's like, it's one of those things that you think a lot of people know, but at the same time, it's maybe not, like, depending on where you grew up and where you went to school and stuff, it's like, oh, maybe I didn't hear this. All information is new to somebody. Yeah, um, 
I always, I always like that when something seems like common knowledge, it comes up on Reddit a lot and those like ask Reddit threads like, what is that thing you learned way too late or like you should have figured out younger and you feel stupid about it. Yes. And you read through them and you realize things where it's like, what was it the other day? Listening to a different podcast, uh, my brother, uh, what should we draw another podcast I, I adore? They um, get a guest on, usually a college humor host of some sort, mm-hmm. and just come up with ideas for drawings for their comics. And two of them started talking about Mud Buddies. Or Dog Chow? Have uh, you ever heard of this? Mud Buddies? No. You, no. Okay, so you're like me. And they're making fun of the third guy for never having heard of it. And I had looked it up legitimately on Wikipedia. And they have a whole wiki page. It's an actual brand product that originally started. It was... Uh, it's kind of like a Rice Krispie. You use a Chex Mix or Chex. Okay. And you mix it with peanut butter and chocolate chips. Hmm. And... They you generally you know squish them little like chunks and like serve them like little like kibbles and bits it looks like, do- looks like dog food is the joke okay right on uh, and it, this was a common thing this was as household a name as the Rice Krispie treat for some most people but here I am listening to the show and they're making fun of the third guy for never having heard of them <laughs> and I'm like I think they're fucking with him like I think they just made this up and they both got in on the joke and they're fucking with the guy so I looked it up and I'm like, oh no, it's a thing. And they even eventually, the company behind like checks, their parent company, eventually purchased the, the copyright, the name of it, and sold like their own version. The same way Rice Krispies started as a household treat parents would make for their kids. And uh, whatever corporation is that runs Rice Krispies, the Kellogg's. Uh, Kellogg's, eventually patented, licensed, and actually sells Rice Krispie treats pre made. Yeah, I eat a bunch of those. Those are still really good. Yeah. But one of those things, too, where I find the homemade is always better. No, that's for sure. There's nothing like making your own Rice Krispie yeah. treats with Rice Krispies and Marshmallow. Yeah, no. And the other thing, too, like that that I've always found to be, like, the... I always prefer the homemade version was pudding. Hmm. And, like, nothing fancy. Literally uh, just go to the grocery store, buy a little powder, just add milk, beat it, and put it in the fridge. I always found it came out less gelatinous. It came out more smooth. Okay. And it was just better than the store-bought refrigerated stuff because I feel it has, like, preservatives that makes it more gelatin-like and less, like, like a a yogurt or a goo. I'm not a huge uh, pudding person. I I love pudding. Pudding was my favorite thing as a kid. I was never big into it. I don't know why. Maybe the texture? Maybe the texture of pudding would put me off. No, I just... And I can can see that because I have the same issue with Jell-O. I can't really stand Jell-O. I tolerate it, primarily for Jell-O shots, really. Otherwise, I generally don't eat. Like, I'll never eat. A, if someone offers me a Jello snack or someone's like, oh, I made Jello, I might try a bite if it's like someone made it. But otherwise, I have, I'll never go make Jello or be like, I'm craving Jello. Right. But like, I have legit had, like, I can recall coming home one day from work just having like a shit day and eating like a comfort food. And my comfort food was I just went to the grocery store, picked up like a vanilla pudding pack, like the generic like powder mix, and just threw it in a bowl, milk, used an egg beater to beat it put it in the fridge for like 20 minutes and then just sat on the couch and watched the movie ate the entire bowl. Hmm. Like easily eight servings. Like something you should never fucking do but it was like <laughs> but you know those days. It, yes, we've all eat had your those feelings. Days. Sometimes it does help unfortunately. We've all had those days. Mm-hmm. We've all had those days. Shit days happen. You find your way around them. That's what matters. Yeah. If that's eating some extra food, putting on a shit movie or watching a feel good movie, getting drunk with friends. Mm-hmm. I've even like Back when I used to go to the gym more frequently, I'm trying to go more often now. I even found the gym to be a good relaxant like that. Gym's nice. Gym's it's, nice because you can just focus on, you know, you really channel all the negative energy and the negative things that you feel into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's even, you know, especially if 
whatever you're feeling is very recent or very raw or very negative or whatever, or it's really just nagging at you, you even sometimes get a little more out of it than just going to the gym, part of my routine. Yeah, because almost like it's, it's like life has handed you a shitty dish. Mm-hmm. And rather than being like, oh, I guess I'll eat this shitty dish, you've taken the dish, made a much better dish out of it, and pretty much turned around to life and gone, hey, life, fuck you, I'm better than you. Yeah, it's just like so, you so, took this negative energy and turned it into a positive energy. That's it. It's like, yeah, this is something I can control. I can control myself going to the gym, putting in the effort, and improving myself, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah, clink. I mean, you probably need to stay a little bit sober. On oh, yeah, I already day. said I'm going to do is I'm going to keep a bottle of scotch at the table while uh, I'm okay. sitting and kind yeah. of invite people to come have a glass with me. And I don't drink scotch well, so one glass will likely last me seven or eight people's rounds of hellos with a little cheers and a sip. And, I mean, if I, I'll go through, like, three glasses the whole night. Right on. I'll be fine. Am I still uh, getting some speech time? At oh, mind? yeah, no. We've, we at some point have to meet up with our DJ and just give him the the, uh, the rundown of the night, kind of the schedule kind of thing. Yes. We're going to meet up and do that soon. And pretty much the rundown of the night will be, like, once we've, we're moving two tables out of the way to make room for a dance floor and he starts DJing. I want to... I, I kind of want to don't have, like, a... I never liked when you're at a wedding. It's like, I don't, have you been to many weddings? I've been to a couple. That's okay. I've been to a few. So if you have a listener, haven't been to any of them, <clears throat> most weddings do it two ways. They either between courses or servings of meals, that's when they'll jump up and add like a, a speech or a something. Yeah. I don't think I'm against that just yet. I just find it a bit like, that's usually when you're taking time, you're chatting with people. And it's like, it's almost like an interruption. I kind of prefer it more like, as we're winding now, like, we're going to open the dessert table, clear the tables, and that's when we'll open up for everyone who wants to do a speech. I know I mentioned my brothers that might do one together, or like, a sort one. We're going to open it up to all the groomsmen and bridesmaids. But I've said, like, right away, like, whether you want to go right away or, like, later in the evening after a few drinks, Claudio right knows on. that at any point, you're the only man who can go, stop the music, I'm talking now. Like, you <laughs> yes. and maybe Paula can do that. Yes, I love like that's that. it. Like I just, good. I already know what I'm saying. Oh man, it's gonna be good. anything close to that last time we chatted. Oh yes, I'm gonna be I, I, for those listening, I sort of gave Drew a rough draft <laughs> of what I wanted to say at his wedding. So happy that I'm gonna get to be able to to make a speech because that's what I was excited for. No, you're definitely. There was no way you weren't gonna be at my wedding. I mean, the way the wedding party worked out, it, it worked the way it worked out, and you're definitely, yeah. you, you, you still are, like, if I had to have another best man, like, if Paula added a, another person was like, oh, you need one more guy to balance it out, there was no question I'd be grabbing you out of this. Planning speeches, I was like, oh my god, yes, you have to give a speech. Right on. It's gonna be, it's gonna be emotional. It's gonna yeah. be a good one. Anyway, speaking of the weddings, mm-hmm. I recently purchased my suit. Yes, you'd mentioned this. For, you know, I have actually three weddings to go to in about a month and a half span. I have one actually on Saturday. Um, Funny, I'm going to one this Sunday also. Oh, not the same one. No, different days. We just said Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. It's a really right. long wedding. It's a, it's a, it's a power wedding. Um, <laughs> Is it, aren't Indian weddings usually like two, three days long? I'm not sure. We'll have to ask one of our Indian friends who have gotten married. So the two of them? Yes, the two of them. Um... And then I got one early September, so actually like two weeks, uh, two weeks after. Mm-hmm. And then I have yours in there a month, you, you know, a month after that. So pretty much because I'm a guy, I pretty much need one suit, maybe with a couple different shirts. And even then, the weddings, none of the same crowds are going to those weddings. I could wear the same suit exactly, exactly. And the other thing too is you could probably wear this suit 
you probably you will wear the suit going forward to other events in yes. your life because it's a suit. And I look damn good in it. I'm just, I'm gonna pull that out there right now. It's a it's a nice suit. I feel very good about. It. I'm very excited. To I, put I've it on. seen you dressed up before, and you do definitely pull off the dapper look quite well. So I can only imagine in a nice fresh suit what you're gonna look like. I'm a dapper little boy, you know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I did it. You know, that was beautiful. Little 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 dapper dapper person, just little dapping, dapper baby dapping it up. <laughs> you know, just, just daps. <laughs> oh my god, daps. That brings back memories I want to get into. Okay. I knew a guy named nickname Daps, and it's just, it's so many fucked up stories. I mean, if your nickname is Daps, then generally... Oh, no, it was a short name of his last name. Dap... Dapolonius. Wow. Yeah. Just, you you must have had that guy in high school where, like, every insane story was always like, oh, you hear what he did this week? Yeah, he was that guy in our school. Oh, okay. From smoking his own pubes. No, who hasn't done that? I mean... Two other insane bullshit stories, but he was just... He was that guy. Okay. Yeah, we had that guy in our high school. I went to a very, very small school, which... Like, my graduating class was about 80. You were at Hertz, no? Wick. Wick, sorry, yes. Wick. Oh, yeah, Um, uh, I have a few friends with them, yeah. So, we Mm -hmm. had a a graduating class, let's say, about 80, 90, somewhere between those two numbers. I think my graduation class was about that many, although we were a lot more students before that. Oh. It was just those who didn't make it. That's true. I mean, like, they didn't graduate. Those who did graduate. Not that they died or anything. They just didn't graduate or were in prison. Well, yeah. That'll happen. That wasn't even a joke. I, like, legit, there was, like, six kids I knew in my class. They don't don't call it River Jail for nothing, right? Yeah. They really, they really need Drew Drew and I went to very different high schools. Um, Oh, yeah, no. You pretty much went to the most, like, upper class, like... Private... No, you were one step below. Sorry, there was one school more private than yours. Which one? Royal West. Oh, yeah, Royal West. <laughs> Which Royal, one Paula went to? <laughs> Royal West was like Winklevoss twins level. You know? <laughs> Royal West probably had a rowing team, and no other school had a rowing team. I'm sorry. And to Paula, who I know will be listening shortly if she can't hear me from the other room right now, do you ever read Harry Potter? Yes. Do you remember the premise in Harry Potter of, like, the students who were kind of, like, the head of their year, the prefects? Oh, prefects. Yeah, I thought those were made up. Her school had them. Uh, we, had, we had head boy and head girl. Okay, I mean, still, you're getting there. We had... Student cops council. Cops nearby. <laughs> uh, well, you do. Like, there is a police station. Oh, no, but they literally hung out around the school on a regular basis because they were needed more often than not. Teaching kids about gun safety. Right on. Yeah, some of them needed it. Some of them needed <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, hey, listen, I mean, the, the high school I went to, we had our share of, you know. I mean, every high school is going to have their shit. There's going to be the kid who tries to start a fire or the kid who brings a knife to school. I mean, God forbid it's Okay, we didn't shit have happens. that, but. Oh, I've had multiple of both those things. I can imagine. We had just, you know, kids who brought cocaine to the after prom party. Freaking, <laughs> uh, even your drugs are fancy. <laughs> Of course. We had weed, maybe some X. And I mean, like, we had weed, of course. Yeah, everyone's yeah. weed. Yeah, that, that was plentiful and abundant. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess we are a fancy school bringing cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine's like $80 and you get like half of a line. Yeah, so I've heard. Um, <laughs> so no, I've sorry, heard. I really have never actually done, I've never done. Yeah, no, I've never done hard drugs. I've, I've, like, I've seen people do it. I've been offered it, but I've said no thank you. Oh, that was an amazing story. I got offered hard drugs. I was out with um, a buddy of mine, this guy Adam. We were out to see his sister playing a show. She's a musician. 
And before the show, we'd gone next door to a bar. I, I think I was, what, me 19 at the time. Right. And uh, his uncle meets us there, and we're chatting him a little bit. And you can kind of tell Adam's, like, not feeling very good around him. He's kind of, like, uneasy about the whole uh-huh. thing. But, like, not in, like, a negative way. It's sort of been, like, a, oh, like, it's an awkward, we don't hang out very often. Like, it's weird we're hanging out now, uncle. Like, we're not, like, a close family. Okay. And um, he orders a round of shots, and we got a uh, shot of uh, Walker. And he goes, uh, you like Johnny Walker? And I'm like, I'm a 19-year-old kid. Anything tastes like booze. Booze is good. Yeah, I guess I do. And he goes, you ever try the good stuff? The and good he points stuff. out the black label. And he says, give me three shots of black label. And they're way more expensive. And I'm like, I don't really taste the difference. But, like, I guess it's the higher class stuff. And then he goes, and there's the really expensive, like, 400 bucks a bottle. the blue label stuff. Oh. And he orders our shot rounds of blue label shots for us. And then he turns to us and goes, want to try something even better? And Adam goes, I think we're good. And he yanks me on the arm and we walk away. And I was like, I want to know what the next thing was. Like, what's better than Blue Label? He goes, Are there he's any- a Coke dealer. He was going to give us Coke. Uh, I was hoping for a different colored label. <laughs> the secret apricot label? Apricot. Paisley. <laughs> Chartreuse. <laughs> the plaid label. Plaid. Oh my God, they've gone to plaid. <laughs> Uh, you've never seen Spaceballs we discussed this didn't we no I've not seen Spaceballs but sorry you've, so yeah, you've never seen Star Wars so I wouldn't really phase you though no because Spaceballs I find is a really fun film like even if you're not a Star Wars fan but you've really seen the movies Spaceballs can be really amusing because it just it just makes fun of the whole sci-fi genre okay the problem is I have not seen Star Wars true so the, most of you are going to be lost in you mm-hmm. but it's the kind of film like I'll go back to and rewatch pretty often I'm have the towel I'm going to need the towel I'm going to open up let's another see what beer. happens I'm actually pretty slow in mine today yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not a race, right? It's a marathon. Uh, <laughs> never mind. It, it, it's not a race. It's like race walking. Oh. Also, can we just touch on the Olympics for a little bit? They just finished Yes. Up. That's going to be a horrible idea with your shirt. You hope you know that. Oh. I just... <laughs> I, could, I could literally pinpoint I, that few seconds of smuggling. Like, I, I got it. <laughs> as the beer flowed over your head. It's still not open. <laughs> I just want to drink. I just said it. There we go. Uh, we're good. We're good. We're good. That's it. That was just... It was, it was like that moment in like a movie where the guy's like, I uh, got it this. Went the towel. Hit in the back of the head. Oh, uh, I'm going to come home and, and like everyone's going to be like, what did you do? Just that Pissing kind of night, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Every night's one of those nights with me. Mm. Uh, so the Olympics did just pass in Rio. They did. I assume most people want to talk about the same subject over and over again because... We did amazing. We had some great... Um, we did amazing athletes. relative to us at the Summer Olympics, and we being Canada. Those I don't think we have any listeners out of Canada at this point, but you never know. We did very well compared to how we've done in the past. We won one gold medal in 2012. Yeah. And we won four. Yeah, Look we, at us. I think we had four gold, total of 22 medals, I believe, or 23 yeah, or four. Tenth in the world in total medals. Usually oh, we're, we're like down in... We were 12th for a while, though. That's a pretty yeah, good Yeah, I think there. we're 10th in total medals, and usually like we're down in like... I also got to say, I feel like that's something. a pretty shitty way to rank countries by the number of medals they have. Mm-hmm. I definitely... I've seen people do it before. They'll redo the math, and based on the number of... Like, you know, they'll score like three points for a gold, two for a silver, one for a bronze. Yeah. And recalculate it that way, because there's some countries that can get like 20 bronzes... Versus our, like, 18 gold, and I think we're worth more than that in that case. Yeah. Not that we, that's what we did. Well, I know that the Olympics, the official way they count is by gold medals. By the number of gold medals. Yeah, and then it's it's tie-breaking by silvers and bronze. By silvers and bronze. But then there's also the fact that some countries, I'll just give an example of, I don't know, the US of A, send way more athletes. Because more athletes qualify. 
That's it. There is a system. But I will... Here, I'll give you a better example. Yes. Hungary. Yes. Hungary, they had a swimmer, a female swimmer. I don't remember her name. But she dominated pretty much every event that she was involved in. Hmm. So Hungary had like an absurd amount of gold medals compared to the other medals they won. And Mm -hmm. so they were ranked, if you go by gold medal, they were ranked much higher than if you go by total medals. So... There's really no, I think, one agreed upon official way to count the medal tally. I know all I know is the U.S. won either way. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's a winning the Olympics, but it's just like That's it. It, they it's, had the most either way. It's friendly competition. It's my friendly thing. I think would be more. It would be the number of medals earned versus events competed in. So it's like a percentage. Yeah. Like if you only send four Olympians and they win four gold medals. And another country sends 100 Olympians and you win 20 gold medals. So it's like a win ratio. The, yeah, the uh, winning, winning percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... Freaking video game logic. I think it would be more... We'd probably be looking more into things like that if there was, you know, that real... I think a lot of the Olympics... If it was is, more competition. If it was more competition. Game. Yes, you know, we sitting here as fans are like, yeah, Canada, USA... So, like, when I was watching the Olympics, I wanted every American athlete to lose... Yeah, I did also. Oh my god, I was yeah, about to be all like, just I like, don't hate the U.S. I don't hate the U.S. I but. don't. I like going to the U.S. They're, they're nice sometimes. Yeah. Um, but there was still some like, I want them to lose because they have so many medals. They don't that's need it anymore. I want to see, yeah. see other countries win just yeah, in Canada so against the rankings. So 10th place, I'm very happy. I'd also cheer for like the underdog countries. Like if there was a country that wasn't like, you know, they were competing against U.S. or China or yeah. Russia or... UK, um, and then you had like Estonia there. Oh yeah, I'd be like, going I for Estonia. You know, what was one of the, my, my favorite ones was the. I feel like we deserve a one of our bronzes should be made of gold, almost out of like spirit, because we got the bronze in women's rugby. Right, and it came down to essentially it was the U.S. versus it was oh no it wasn't the U.S. It was I think France. No, we beat France to go to Australia. The I think is who we Essentially, lost to. We lost to Australia, and the other team that was competing, which I think was US, lost to New Zealand. Right. But I feel like the two of them winning or going to the silver and gold position is like a given. <laughs> it was almost like I always refer to a friend of ours, Mitchell, who was incredibly good at Halo. So whenever we played Halo rounds, we would play like the first fifty kills, and essentially the winner was whoever had the most kills, besides Mitchell's fifty, because we didn't need a time limit. He would hit the fifty. So he always won. So it was just a matter of, okay, so who got second? That was the winner of the round. Because really, Mitchell was just a fucking time limit because it was guaranteed he would win every round. That's really funny. Like, he always had the highest kill-death ratio and was just ridiculously overpowered and amazing at the game. So we didn't count him. So New Zealand and Australia getting silver and gold is a given. It's true. I think it's the third-place team that deserves the gold medal, (laughs) and that was us. I mean, realistically, whatever. They're amazing at it. It's everything. Same way we usually get the golds in hockey or at least place in hockey. It's rare we don't. Oh, yeah. We the Winter Olympics. Yeah, I, think we've, yeah. I think we've always been gold or silver consistently. I can't think of years. Uh, 2006, we didn't place at all. Okay. It's, I mean, it's still going to happen, but I mean, realistically, we're usually going to be yes. the... Generally, we're doing... The overdog? The overdog. <laughs> overdog. The, what's also crazy about the Olympics is how quickly it can end, right? Yeah. For, like, for an individual athlete, like... We all saw probably the gif of the French gymnast who broke his leg. Oh, yeah. Or the, yeah. Uh, the arm breaking on the uh, the weightlifter. That's it. It's like you train for four years and that happens at yeah. the Olympics. Or even worse. I think this is even worse is that uh, I remember I was watching the 100 meter dash like quarterfinals or something like that. Okay. And the way they do it is if you false start once, 
you're disqualified. You're done. Usually it was like, you false start once, okay, don't do it again. You false start twice, you're done. Mm -hmm. So this one dude in one of the quarterfinals false starts, and that's it. He's done. Like, that's your Olympics right there. You don't even get to run. Yeah, no, I was, it, that that's one of the impressive things, too. We were watching the high jump where we actually got gold also, and that mm -hmm. was one where we were just, Paul and I were watching, we were just, I, I've never watched high jump. I was, like, looking up the rules to understand what the mechanics were of how this yeah. worked and, like, how the metal placement worked. I was, like, the, I could have been the biggest fan of the world for, like, that 30 seconds. And it was splendid to watch, but it was just, it's insane how, like, you get three chances, and if you just have two or three bad jumps, you've just fucked up your four years of training. Mm-hmm. And I think the coolest thing there was was watching two of the athletes who lost. So there was it got down to the final three, so there were like you three are guaranteed medals. It's just a matter of how you do in the next jump or two to figure out who gets what. Yeah. So the two guys before that who had failed, one of them like grabbed this he you know, you jump, you hit the pole, it falls, he grabbed it, like threw it to the ground angrily. Yeah. The other guy, uh jumps looks like he thought he'd cleared it in the last second and fell, and he was just like, Oh shucks, and did a backflip and raised his hand, started clapping like Hey, I'm here at the Olympics. I did my best. Yeah, you know what? I didn't place or get a medal, but I fucking got here. Good for you. That's what the Olympics are about. It's that attitude of like, we're all here competing. We're all here trying our best. Yeah, you know what? It, it like We go back to before with the what giving what life gives you. Yeah. There's the, I did all this work and got nothing. Fuck you. To the, I did all this work. Got to do my best. Got to stand in front of all these people and compete. Yeah, I didn't win, but I made it here. I am among the top whatever in the world to do this. I'm still better than so many people out there who didn't do this. Yes. But the thing I really wanted to bring up in the Olympics was the closing ceremony. Did you watch it at all? I did not. Neither did I. But I did <laughs> catch the important part, which is the thing I was most excited about. I'm going to go ahead and guess it was the handoff to Tokyo for yes. 2020. Because that is marvelous. If you didn't see it. So every year the Olympics, when it ends, they always hand off uh, during the closing ceremony to the next country that'll or the city that'll be taking over in four years. So they didn't pass off to Korea because Korea's doing the Winter Olympics. They already got their handoff at the last the Winter Olympics. South Korea to, to specify. Uh, yes. But that probably goes without saying. <laughs> yes, I assumed. Everyone's so, gonna come to Pyongyang. <laughs> anyway, no, go on. Gold medals go to Kim Jong-un. Yes, Kim Jong-un wins every Ol Olympic event. In fact, he he wins all three medals of every event. <laughs> Except for fastest runner. Somehow you say both look at that one. I don't know how. <laughs> Usain Bolt. Yeah, he's, he's marvelous. He's, he's just amazing. It. Anyway, what were you saying? So, I, and I was kind of like, I'm curious to see how they'll hand off because I really love Japanese culture. I think Tokyo is an amazing city I'd love to go visit. And I, just, I love the culture, everything from the nerdy side of like gaming and anime to the more like subtle cultural and historical aspects of them. But to have them do the handoff where the fucking prime minister of Tokyo came out of a war pipe dressed as Mario yeah. <laughs> to accept it, just says to me, I am so fucking pumped for 2020 Olympics, purely for the amount of Nintendo merch they're going to be selling. Yeah, I think they already have, like, Goku and Naruto. Yeah, they posted, there's another one like that came Mario out. Mario has all their mascots and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they, they posted a poster for it, and it was, like, The opening ceremonies are going to be interesting. Oh, I'm just the entire thing. Like, even if they do, like, a thing where they're mascots, they, like, just recolor some of, like, Pokemon and different Nintendo characters and different yeah. classic anime we characters. Should all, we should just go. Do 2020 Tokyo go visit the Olympics? I'm, I'm down. down. Definitely down. Yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be a good outing for us guys. Us guys, just, <laughs> just us guys, just us guys on just, the Just us guys. Are we gonna? We're gonna segue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I planted the. <laughs> it's amazing how you can't do a segue. 
Like, I feel like at least we can't, not because we don't, we can't physically, that was a great segue, but because when we get a good one, we're so excited about it's it. Just, it's like, no, no we, we have to call it out to make I sure our fans we realize. Went there. Like, that was great five, dude. Great segue. Whoa. Segue. Um, anyways, speaking of which. Boys' nights or girls' nights. Nights out with the guys, nights out with the girls. Uh, everyone's had one. Yeah. It really is just the, you know, all my girls or all my guys, we're going to go do this thing. And generally, this thing is a little more oriented to your gender. Oriented to, I get you know, for the for the sake of being socially conscious, oriented to what society expects your gender to enjoy. So for guys, it's going to be video games or sports. And women might be spa or club or... Yeah, I really didn't have an answer. I'm glad you filled that one for me. I was like, what do women like? Oh, God, I don't know. What do women like? Shopping for flowers? Oh, yeah, shopping. shopping that's a good, is a good one. one, yeah. So, yeah, again, stereotypically, mm-hmm. this is what we think of when we think of those types of nights. Of course, a bunch of women can get together and play video games. A bunch of guys can go together and, you know, go shopping if they want mm-hmm. to. I've gone, I've gone with, like, two or three dudes to the freaking outlet malls uh, that we have close to us. Nice. And that's fine. That's still a guy's outing. Yeah. So I don't want to get too bogged up in the that aspect of Yes. That's not the to point. To me it was more and the way we really posed it was is this still a thing? Uh, I could say for certainty that yes. Yes, this is still a thing. Um, I know that I have a few friends who are planning a cottage weekend in mid-September. And the question was, are girlfriends slash just female friends allowed to come? No, it's going to be just the boys, just the guys. Only us are coming up. No, no women to like hashtag, you know, hashtag quote unquote ruin it or do this or do that. So I was like, I thought you were bringing a hashtag already. I'm like, that's a really I, I meant hashtag. to say quote unquote. I did, I, did <laughs> not, uh, I did not mean to hashtag. But yeah, so so I could safely say that. From personal experience, at least, you know, that's still a thing. It is still a thing that exists. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm in the boat right now where, uh, again, to, to constantly harp on my damn wedding coming up. I'm sure you're all tired of hearing about it. Uh, we have the bachelor party coming up. Yeah. And I know Paula's having her bachelorette, and they really are going to be a guys and girls thing, uh, which kind of really quickly segues to another fun little part I wanted to bring up, which was the, it, is it really the gender that matters or the people that matter? Because I imagine the idea behind this guys getaway weekend is to get away from the woman. It's to go out and be men, be a little gross, be able to fart and burp and... I mean, as cliche as I might fucking sound right now, you can let loose. You can be a little bit more vulgar because you're not with the women you normally hang around with and be a little more tame. Yeah, I mean, like, speaking from from that group, it's just that the group is really around the guys. There aren't any girls in that, in that group. Mm-hmm. The girls that, you know, the girlfriends are only there by association so it's really it's going to be i guess just the guys who are in that friend group and that, and i mean here so i won't name names because i'm not as close to that group but i have i know that group a bit mm-hmm. and i can very clearly picture and i'm hoping you'll be able to guess who i'm referring to pretty quickly one of the guys one we used to work with who's since changed locations uh whose girlfriend also we used to work with who since left her company yeah okay you've put two and two together yeah uh, it's you yeah. I'm kidding, no. <laughs> uh, and the, the, these two, to my knowledge, he is very much part of your group. And she is often around because she gets along with a lot of you, knows a lot of you, and we invite him to things. I see her there usually, and I think they're both great people. But I've also seen this guy go from, 
I am with my girlfriend. I am tame. I'm still like fun and I, you know, my personality is exuded, but I've also seen him when she's not around and it's a whole nother level. Yes, I've seen those sides of him as well. And that's the kind of thing where you're going to go get a forget away, go up to the cabin, probably, you know, smoke some cigarettes and drink some alcoholic beverages around a campfire while cooking meat and not have to worry about the, I should be a little bit more in my place and tame because my girlfriend's around. Mm -hmm. Or just, and for some guys, someone of the opposite sex. And I'm very, very guilty of this. When I'm in a group with just guys or just, or any girls around, my attitude and personality can change wildly. 100%. 100%. Like, I've had just hangout nights with some or many of the guys in that group, and it's just a very different vibe when it's just us than when a girlfriend is around. Because I don't think, though, it's a sex thing, like a a gender thing. Because we have a friend, Carol, our friend Carol, Mm -hmm. who very much fits into the vibe of one of the guys. And if she was there... She was invited to the... I don't think she's coming in the end. I don't think second, so. But she was invited, and not even, like, sarcastically, like, 100% is one of the guys for the bachelor party. Yes. But, you know, because we don't know her just because she's going out with one of the guys in the group. We know her because she's a friend of ours, because she's been, you know, hanging out with us. When you bring a girlfriend along, at the end of the day, she doesn't know, I guess... The group dynamic as well as... All right, you're going to go for it, eh? Yeah, yeah, just while we're on the topic, I'm going to take a second here and try to open the beer. The group dynamic's going to be a little different because not only does the boyfriend want to be on... Oh, there it goes. Not only does the boyfriend want to be on his best behavior, right, for his girlfriend, but I think the friends do too. Like, the boyfriend definitely wants the friends to not be shitty. And, that, and that's like a very like unspoken guy rule, and I'm sure it works both ways or in any group with any gender and any association of people, is when someone brings in uh, someone from outside the group, even if you know them, but brings them into a group that is not their group, you tend to be on the best behavior. Yeah. Like, I have been with friends where they bring in, you know, oh, hey, I've started dating so-and-so, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know them from whatever, but as soon as they're there and you're not someone you know super well, you go best behavior mode. Yes. And just being with that group, the guys or the girls, even if it is a mixed gender group because of personality, yeah. it'll, it changes who you are in your dy- dynamic. That's it. And that might not be true for everybody. There are people I have seen with and without their significant other or with and without different groups and they don't change. My buddy Calvin's a great example. He has a strong personality. He is an intense person, super fun, super great guy to go out with and do stuff with. And it doesn't matter whether he's meeting you for the first time or he's known you for a thousand years, as you might put it. He's going to treat you like you are a close friend and just give you and have a great time with you. For him, it doesn't matter. Some people are like that. And, you know, I guess when you bring those people around enough times, they do get to sort of know what your dynamic, your group dynamic Mm -hmm. is like. So with some of the guys in that group, their girlfriends have been around us long enough to know it's like, okay, these guys are going to be a little rowdy. It's just they feed off each other. Yeah. And, you know, I I can sort of go along with the fact that what they say doesn't necessarily reflect who they are as people. They're just excited to be around each other because, you know. Yeah. And I feel that's where it kind of breaks down to is the, the kind of break the gender line of this whole situation. Because, again, as much as we say guys and girls, we kind of just mean the... 
that it tends to be, and I think it really, when you're younger, it really is a group of that gender. Cause you really get, when you're younger, it's more when there's that need to act different around the other gender because you're either trying to impress them or, be, or, you know, not insult them. That's it. And I feel like at our age group in the, this mid to late twenties going into our thirties almost. Ugh, I don't want to think about that. I just said it. I regretted saying it, but that is where you kind of learn to stop drawing those lines of just because you're a girl, I have to act a certain way around you. And I think we all still do. I mean, I give the example with my, with our job. I often have to call customers. Yeah. And you can hear when I pick up the phone. Oh, hey, yeah, you're do 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 Versus, oh, hey, just calling to let you know. Da, 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 da. You, it's, it's a total shift in my character. Like our staff turns to me and looks and goes, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as I realize it's it's either they're French or they're uh, they're young or they're a woman or they're effeminate or they're a kid or they're old or they're whatever mm. it is, I will shift my personality. Not my personality, but just even just my tone to meet that. Yeah. Well, why don't we focus a little bit more on why we have a need to go out just with members of the same sex. And I think... The easiest way to answer that is because you need that outlet. As much as we all are always being told, be yourself, there are parts of you you kind of put aside to better fit the group you're in. You want to fit in. You want to be an outlier. Yeah. But when you're with the right people, when you have that guy's night out, you get away. Like, I, I know you well enough, but I also know you can be much more out there and a little louder and a little more rambunctious. And I imagine in this group with those guys, you're going to have to let yourself go and just really go at it without any hold. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly it. And it's like, I don't really know where I stand on these types of nights because as great as guys' nights are, sometimes it's nice to go out with just friends, regardless mm-hmm. of man, woman, whatever gender they, they identify as in between, anything like that. I do wonder if, and I guess, you know, a cottage weekend is a little different, but an insistence on it just being men only or women only, is that maybe a little bit limiting? And I'll say why um, why I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was recently, I don't, I'm not going to go into any specifics or name any names because I don't know who's listening to this and I don't want to stir anything Respect, respect, but respect. there's another group of mine, not not the same group that we were talking about earlier. But there's another group of mine that also is just guys. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we invited into the group a a guy who whose girlfriend also was a friend of ours. We did not oh, invite yeah. her. Okay, you probably know, but I'm not going to go into this. Oh no, 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 yeah, I, 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 yeah. But we did not invite her. And so sometimes we would have nights, you know, nights at, at, at a friend's house hanging out. We would invite the boyfriend. We would not invite the girlfriend, who is just as much a friend of ours, if not maybe more, mm-hmm. than the guy. And this inevitably caused, uh, you know, a falling out and just, you know, questioning the validity of why does it just need to be guys when it's just people going to someone's house and talking and hanging out. And I'm wondering if that maybe you have a thought on I think it depends on the group, and I think it needs to be balanced. I In this situation, I get the, hey, we're going over to so-and-so's place and doing this particular activity, and this is really just our guy's time. We can go hang out and be dudes. And even explaining that to this other person, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to fix this problem now. I'm just saying if I were in those shoes, 
Yeah. But at the same time, you have to respect this is still one of your friends, and that sometimes it is going to be we all like to hang out. Right. Like, the same way this college weekend you're doing, as much as it's more of a one-off event, if it became an every weekend thing, I could see a lot of those girlfriends being like, yo, what the fuck? That's it. And, and, and in this other case, those nights at, you know, our friend's house were pretty regular. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where you need to draw the line. I think the guys' night, girls' night, that getaway thing needs to be not a regular thing or not a super frequent thing. And I think the place, like, I'm trying to think of where do we see it the most? Like, you bring it up and I'm thinking, like, yeah, everyone does them. But, like, where do you really see them? And I feel like it's one of those TV things where you have, like, the four or five guys who are married with kids and they go, they go bowling every Thursday night. And that is their that is their guys' night to go drink beer and eat pretzels and be, you know, slobbish men and go do a manly thing like bowling. But it's more to escape their lives for a little bit. It's their little break from being a husband, being a father, being a blue-collar worker. Hmm. And I feel like yeah. with us, it can still kind of be that. It's your a break from being a polite, civilized human in society. It's a chance to go be a little bit more out there, a little bit more animalistic yeah uh, sorry you know for the record we're, we're talking about this obviously through the lens a lot of our examples are with the, guys nights the, because, the male gaze yes because we are both men but i'm sure with girls nights there's this you know of course there's these roles expected of women in our society right now where they're expected to maintain a certain image and a certain way of composing themselves or acting that when they're just with the girls they shed and can really you know let loose. Let loose. Don't have to be ladylike. So this comes to a great example. Uh, Paula recently had a girls' night. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of her friends went through a bit of a breakup and we just, you know, yeah, we invited her over and two of the girls from work and we're all just going to sit around and just gab about it and, you know, just be girls and we're going to watch some, like, shitty 80s movies and drink beers and do, like, margaritas. Yeah. And I wound up getting invited to this because it is my home and as much as I wasn't told, like, hey, don't, or, like, find something else to do, I was openly said, hey, stay with us. Okay. I was, and I mean, my effeminatism, my feminism, yeah, we all my know being it. effeminate is a, it's a very popular topic in my life, and I totally embrace it. So I was accepted into this, and it really became just letting loose. I wasn't, I'm not gonna say they were, like, you know, sitting there with their stomachs out, like, burping and, like, eating chips out of their cleavage. Although I have seen people do that, which is... It happens. You drop. You have boobs. Things are gonna fall in there. Yeah, More women. That's true. Hashtag women problems. I. That's mm, a great hashtag. Do I really? Wanna, I, you know what? Yeah, women. Tell me your women problems. Hashtag women problems. I'm here to listen to you. Sounds way too snooty. Hmm. I'm curious who we get from that one though. That'll be a fun one. I'm curious. That could be a fun one. I can see some good sass. I, God. I don't. I, I, in, uh, what? All right. Um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Uh Fudge. I don't know why I censored myself, but... Uh, it, was a, it was a good censorship, though, and I really want fudge. Yeah. I've been, you know, one of, if not the only guy around for a girl's night also. Mm-hmm. So you just, you can see that there's still already a level of letting yourself be yourself without worrying too much about what the external world... And I think it's actually a little more important for women than for men, because as men... Society already expects us to be these gross, simple, disgusting creatures that are just hey, waiting. Hey, hey, whoa, I represent that. I am one of those and I accept it. Yeah. If I could burp, that would be the perfect spot to do it, but I really can't fucking burp. 
Yeah, me neither. Uh, um, but, you know, we're sort of like expected to just be waiting for any opportunity to unleash our just madness. Yeah, I never thought about that, but you're right. But that, like, I, I mean, this is one of those topics we really aren't qualified to discuss, in no. my opinion. But at the same time, I'm going to feed my opinion because I'm a man and I'm stupid and I can do that. <laughs> is women are often put under much more scrutiny. Yes. A guy farts in class, ha, huh, funny. Girl farts in class, you know she won't live that down until she fucking becomes a doctor and even then someone make a joke about it during her dissertation. Yeah, someone's got to remember it and bring it up. It, and it is really unfortunate that that's the latest It is. Women. It's a lot of the media and, you know, male dominated societies. There's a whole other, you know, I don't want to say can of worms, but there's a whole other subject to open up there. So... You know, I could definitely see it through the lens of let's have a night where there aren't any men around to sort of. And it's not like if a man is there, he's going to just be there being like, now don't 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 you dare now. Now, don't you dare to belch or nothing because because it's going to be unbecoming of you as a lady. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's none of that. Oh, my God. Your southern voice is the greatest thing I've ever Thank been gifted you. with. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, girl. I'll tell you what. Now, now you get to bed, dear. I'm, I'm going to come in there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make love to you. I think, <laughs> I, got that. A little creepy. I think I got that from a Jake and Amir skit. But um, <laughs> anyway, I think just the fact that a man or t- a couple guys are there, there's just this intrinsically imposed idea or the societally imposed idea. Yeah, that's the right word. Or it's almost an automatic at this point that that women are so used to when there's a man around, they have to act in a way that makes them appropriate in the eyes of those men. Even if we are not actively like... Yeah, and not even in in a sexist like women should be subservient to men way, but literally just in the, the same way a guy will be a little more proper in front of a woman... Because you're expected to. Yeah, it's the girls don't poop thing, right? Girls yes. don't fart, girls don't poop. They don't do that. No, no that's they glisten. That's it. It's like, yeah, and if they do fart, it smells like rainbows and, you know, happiness. Does it really? No. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I hate to break it to you. Yeah, no, I know it doesn't. Don't worry. But, um, I know women. Yeah. But, so, as much as a lot of people might think that Oh, just members of the same sex hanging out. This is a little outdated. I think there's still a place. And I talked about it a lot from the women's point of view. Of course, for men, too. It's like... It's a chance to let loose. It's a chance to not have to fit society's norms. Men are definitely expected to act a certain way, too. Yeah. You know, there's definitely a lot more towards women because they're the patriarchy and such. Again, I'm not... That's a whole other thing that I cannot get into right now because we don't have a lot of time left. And I also don't think it's my place to really go on and on about it. I don't know enough about it. So, yes, while there's more pressures on women, there's also definitely some societal pressures on men to act a certain way. And I think these these nights out, these boys' nights, these girls' nights, are ways to sort of, not even consciously, but a way to rebel against those societal expectations because a lot of those come from the opposite sex. It's a healthy outlet. It's a healthy outlet. It is. To let yourself go a little bit. As long as it's not happening, like you said, every weekend. It's like, always boys only. Whenever we go out, it's only the guys. Only the guys, only the guys, only the guys. And no women ever. Exactly. No it's not ever. necessary. Like, I am very happy. Like, I have two younger brothers who I am very close with, 
but in a way that isn't very clear. Like I always say, like Paula and her sister are best friends. Like if I have to pick Paula's best friends, it's her younger sister. And there is no looking down at that. They are great friends. They are fantastic together. I love them both. But my brothers and me are good friends, but we rarely hang out. We rarely talk. It's just when we see each other, we reconnect and have a good time. Yeah. And we've had times together where we've had the girlfriends or significant others around. And it's, I say that like one of them might be gay. No, we're all currently seeing women to my knowledge. Um, That was a (laughs) weird way to word it. But regardless, we all let ourselves go a little bit. But then I've also seen the three of us hang out without the girlfriends around. And it goes that much further. There's that other level of we can really just like put all the cards on the table and just be ourselves. Yeah. No, that's it. It's like as much as we'd like to, to, you know, we've gotten to a point where we all want to really break down a lot of the barriers between men and women. You know, back in the year, you know, just a few decades ago, not even there was such this pronounced like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Mm-hmm. And I think there's such a strive to break that down. I think that's fantastic, first of all. Because especially with the whole gender fluidity, that, that not that that's not always been a thing, but it's, it's definitely a much lot more, more in the public eye. Much, much more, more in the public eye now. Publicly. But the fact that I guess there ill there is still some recluse re- refuge. Refuge, refuge for, um, you know, I guess, I guess escaping from what society expects of you. And I guess it does blur the lines a little bit with, with those gender dynamics, you know, we can, obviously if we had like another hour, we can get into like, what is a trans person? Where does a trans person fit into this? Or where does someone who is gender fluid fit into this? If I can even just say a simpler version, and I mean, it goes back to the good example of I was invited to a girl's night and you've been to one too. And when I look at a guy's night, there are certain women I include in that, like our friend Carol. Yeah. Is, it's an old concept, the girl's night, guy's night. It's very loose in terms of, it's where that person feels more comfortable, not necessarily sexually, but personality-wise. Yeah. Like, there were, if I were to plan a guy's night from you guys at work, there are some guys I love, but I would not necessarily invite because I consider them to be a little more feminine in the way they perceive themselves and the way that I interact with them. I treat them more like I treat the women at my work because it's how they present themselves and how they want to be treated from what I can tell. And again, there some do and some don't. It's whether they are gay or straight or they represent themselves as women or men, that's not the point. It's their personality. Mm-hmm. And if I'm looking for the dudes I can go have a beer with and, you know, go rent a gun for an afternoon at a gun range, I know who I'm going to turn to. Whereas if I'm like, yeah, I want to go out to a bar and get a few drinks and talk about the latest Pokemon news, there are certain guys I would turn to versus others. Yeah. Like, that guy's night doesn't need to be just an animalistic escape. It needs to be a place for you to let you be you. Yeah. With the people that best let you do that. That's it. I think a guy's night or a girl's night is a very floating concept. And there's different people that you seek out for different types of outings. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, if I was going to go... If I was having a Super Bowl party, 
There's different people I would seek out for that. Yeah, you probably would invite me to a Super Bowl watching party. I don't party. think I would invite you to a Super Bowl watching party because you call it a Super Bowl watching party. Although, if you invited me, I would definitely do my best to try to figure shit out and eat chips. Honestly, you know, well, I mean, the different subject, but it's just a matter of enjoying <laughs> and hanging out. But, yes. It, okay, so then let's say random Saturday, Habs game is on. We get some guys to go out. I probably, admittedly, would not have you... At least not very high up on my list. If I mention it and you're like, yeah, sure, I'll come along. Yeah, absolutely. I respect that 100%. Same way if I'm planning a weekend to go to Comic-Con to compete in the Pokemon tournament, you're probably not that high on my list of people to invite. No, because I would probably say no thank you. Respectful. That's it. I think it's about knowing what your interests are and I guess going off of that. And if your interests, if one of your interests happens to align with that of a lot of other men... Or a lot of other people of the same gender, mm-hmm. same sex, or same gender identity, so be it. But then again, I also go do yoga a bunch. So if, you know, if if one of my friends, or if I was saying, hey, let's a bunch of us go do yoga, would it be all men that I invite? Absolutely not. In fact, it would probably be mostly women, but still a couple of guys. So yeah. I've gone to yoga with, with some, of our, some of our guy friends. It's, no, I it's, guess that... It comes down to the fact that just owning what you enjoy and owning the groups of people around you that enjoy what you enjoy or enjoy which things that you enjoy. Yeah, if I may put my spin on it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that the term guys night or girls night out kind of thing is where the biggest issue is. Because it really is. And I guess for a lot of people and the very common practice is a bunch of guys going out to be guys or a bunch of women getting away to not have to be the image of women in society that they are right now. It's a getaway. Right. But in a more modern society and a more open world, this really just means getting away with the people that are of the right mindset to do the thing you want to do. Yes. If I'm looking to, you know what, I need to do that guy's night out mentality of just get away from all the women in my life and just you know, drink beers and eat way too much, you know, junk food. That would likely be with mostly men. But there are certain women I could see being there and having that same ability. Absolutely. The same way if I need to just get away from the pressures of life and just go out and play video games for a day, it's probably going to be mostly guys, but there are still women in that circle I could invite to that without no, breaking the illusion. That's it. It's like, it's a lot more... It's... Forget the gender side of it. It's just getting away and doing what you need to do at that time. Yeah. I For a lot of people, that is likely just the, I need a guy's day out to go be a guy, or I need a woman's night to go out and be a woman. That's fine. If that's your outlet and those are the people you choose to circle yourself with, that's it. I think it's very easy to just look at the nomenclature of those terms, guys night, girls night, and immediately dismiss them as being just very, very excluding or mm-hmm. very, very outdated as a practice. And I think, yes, depending on the way they're used, they could be. But I also think there is a place for them still in what we yeah. have going on in the world. I can still see the benefit of a guys night out. Like I know the... You know, me, my brother Ben, and like a few of the guys will go out and just spend the night, get fucked up. That's a guy's night for me. 
That is, I don't have to turn an answer to anyone. I may even sneak a cigarette one of those nights because I'm being a little more rebellious. I, I quit smoking, but I might steal one that night because it's my getaway. Right. But I'm not going to drag Paula to one of those. Or if it's the kind of event where Paula's also going to be there, I likely won't put on that side of me. Yeah. And for me, that's an idea once in a while. It's very rare, but once in a blue moon, when my buddies are in town, with all of them moved away, and we have a guy's night, I'm going to have a guy's night. I'm not even going to turn to Paul and say, hey, you want to come with us? It's like, no. I know you don't want to be there. I don't want you there because I want to be this bit of me from my past for a little bit. That's it. And I think, I think that's okay. And as long as it's not just done in a way to exclude... Mm-hmm. it's really done in a way that this is what I need right now. This mm-hmm. is what's going to be best. That's okay. Yeah. So I think, I think we've come to a pretty solid consensus here is that guys and it's girls. And I still have their place in society. Even just, if they're not necessarily just for guys or just for girls anymore. That's it. Cheers to that one. Cheers to that. My beers are finished. So uh, I got a little left in this one. Cheers to my mind. Only a, only a bit of it is on my crotch. Uh, my pants are pretty dry now at this point. Uh, I'll probably change the PJs before when you leave. Same. Wait, you're going to leave and change the PJs? To keep PJs in I your get, car? I guess I get, yeah, you don't. Oh, the car. Uh, good point. Um, so note to self, I got a car, emergency PJs in the glove box. Emergency PJs are always necessary. Does anybody keep gloves? Gloves? Does anybody gloves. keep gloves in the glove box? I, uh, I have napkins. That's a logical thing to keep there. Maybe a spare battery or map or... No. Yeah, it's, even that's pretty archaic, a map. Yeah. Unless you're Paula, who loves maps. Yeah, that's different. That's uh, a different reasoning. Yeah, it's just a passion. Uh, we'll do our sign-offs as usual then. Yeah, go for it. You you're may good. discover us upon the Twitters. If thine searcheth hard enough for at Boxless Thought or at at Ryan W. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I went a little English on that. Hey, you know, we, whatever, <laughs> whatever you got to do to keep it fresh. I don't yes. know why my words are not coming to me as of late. I mean, you, you just had three beers. Yes, I'm okay. Like, and I'm a sloppy fine. Joe. Oh God, a sloppy Joe. Yeah, you, you, you devoured that pretty quickly, but also gave up pretty fucking fast. Yeah. Yeah, they were filling though. I was like, I was pushing. I, like, I, I, I think I ate half of it. <laughs> uh, on the topic of sloppy Joe's question mark. Uh, usual thank you to our lovely artists for our avatars and logo, Aries Smiles. Andrea, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, follow her. If she ever does commissions, you can buy some avatars of the ones we have. They're cool. Uh, she puts the money towards her personal life to help cover costs and just does it for good reasons and is an amazing artist and is just super sweet and... She's a good person. Good people need to help out good people. We need to look out for each other. Yeah. She's, one of, she's one of the good ones. One of the good ones. To Andrea. To Andrea. Again, invisible beer. Don't have a drink. Yeah, you could just lie and say you have a beer in your hand. I have I a beer in hand. You. A beer has come to me. <laughs> Asio beer. Whoop. Oh, that's the best way to magic it. Yours, you, man. Eh. That's the Harry Potter. It's the best. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I can interrupt him trying to save him. Or I can watch him flounder so adorably. It was one of those, you know, it's like when you slip on ice and you try and catch yourself. And then you got it at the end, but it's like, Throughout, you had this whole affair with gravity, and you've seen the gift the guy on the, the ice with the shovel. The yeah. That's great. Yeah, I've seen it. It's We've also found when Paula found just some guy sitting in a parking lot, like picking his from school, just watching kids slip on the same ice yeah, patch. Yeah, I've seen that. That's oh fantastic. my god, I've never. It's one of those things where it's like I think it's funny, and I'm just watching Paula 
can't hold it together anymore watching this, and it's even funnier then. Oh, God. All right, before we get into any more stories, we will sign off, go on our own little boys' nights, get away, you and I now, go, uh... Do something. Yeah, I'm down. We can do stuff. We do stuff. Woo! Stuff! Stuff! I, I, uh, I don't know what to say.